And now, the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate, easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. And welcome back to another huge episode of the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. I'm your host, as always, Nick Zamet, joined by my two co-hosts here. Hello, hello, Liam here. G'day, guys. It's Roy here also. Nice to be back. It is nice to be back. After a little week-long hiatus, we are back in business. Uh, we had some, I was going to say minor, but they were somewhat major technical issues last week, which resulted in our entire episode being lost. Uh, we have since looked to rectify the situation, and hence... We're hoping everything goes smoothly at the conclusion of this episode. Jeez, they were, they were flat scenes last week, weren't they? They were very flat scenes. I, that was nearly the end of the laptop, to be honest. And <laughs> Nick almost snapped the laptop in half. I, I honestly truly feel that if it were to happen again this week, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll have to use your laptop next week, yeah, bro, because right. mine will be in absolute pieces. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good to be back. Even though we did do one last week, it kind of feels like it's been a while. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to a big episode today. And even though there's been no basketball on, there's been quite a bit of news. There has, hasn't there? It's, mm. Yeah, it has been a pretty big week for news. Um, so we'll, we'll touch on that. We've got quite a few odds and ends to run over. And then we're, we're going to do a little bit of a... We're going to have a bit of a discussion about... Um, hypothetical situation if we were given the power to i guess reboot the whole league uh what changes would we would we make to try and make it a better overall product so yeah it should be some interesting uh little ideas thrown around there um as always you know tune in with your thoughts guys if you have any ideas that we missed or you think could make the league better make sure to hit us up on our socials uh facebook the daily dribble instagram the daily dribble 23 uh, you can also email us, thedailydribble23 at gmail.com. Uh, while we're running through our socials, plugging all of our socials, you may have noticed during the week that we, uh, we've we expanded, haven't we, Ro? We've gone to TikTok. We've joined the young'uns and we've, we're um, uploading a few few short, funny videos now. Um, so we've make gone, sure... We've gone viral, haven't we? Uh, one of the videos got about 17,000 views, which is so, as, great. So as of time of recording... Um, one of our videos, we've hit 17.8 thousand views. Oh, that's there big. we go. That's, that is viral. What's the Massive. TikTok name? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> goodly. Goodly. So Find it yourself. <laughs> at the Daily Dribble underscore podcast. Say it um, again, at the Daily Dribble underscore podcast. That's correct. Big that's things coming on this channel. It's uh, going off like a bull in a china shop at the minute. Isn't it? So, yeah, we've got all the shameless plugs out of the way. Let's do some odds and ends. Here we Let's go. go for it. Kick us off, Nick. Um, so I'll kind of turn down the mood a little bit. We'll start with something mm. a little more sombre. Um, during the week, Carl uh, Anthony Towns' mum, Jacqueline Cruz, who's been fighting a pretty horrible battle with the coronavirus, uh, succumbed to it, uh, passing away during the week. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to not only Carl and his immediate family, but also the whole Timberwolves organisation. Mm. Uh, it's a 
it kind of just hits home again how devastating this virus can be. Um, so, and it, it, it is good. We spoke about when it came out that she was fighting the battle, how Joel Embiid and other players you know, got around in support, and it's been no different now. Yeah. Um, it's been a pretty rough run for the town's family because his, his father's also been battling with the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think quite to the extent that his mum had been, but yeah, it's a pretty had a pretty heavy toll on Carl. I guess in the NBA landscape, this is the first um, the first casualty. I guess, even though it's not uh, you know relating to a to a player or a coach, it's still the family of of a pretty high profile player, really. And um, yeah, it's terrible news. It sort of just puts things into perspective a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Just, like you said, it just shows um, the serious the seriousness of the virus and if you're one of these people um going out for the pleasure of yourself you just that's it's just inconsiderate and it's just you're 100%. killing people so stay home yep yep absolutely um yeah once again thoughts and prayers with the wolves and specifically carl anthony towns there yeah i'll, I'll bring up the mood a, a little bit um, I heard this week that um, the Phoenix Suns passed on Kawhi Leonard in the draft because he supposedly sweated too much in the interview. Yeah, I, I'd heard that. <laughs> Sweat That's, through his suit, didn't he? I tell you what, at the moment, it's pretty warm in here. We wouldn't be getting yeah. picked up by any TV networks because I'm... Working up a bit of a man, G. Bit of perspiration going on. But yeah, that's wild, isn't it? Doesn't Imagine surprise the Suns me though. Had a acquired Kawhi Leonard. It doesn't surprise me the fact that he sweat sweated. It, he just seems like one of those guys I'd be sweating bullets in an interview. I think I think most young, it's probably pretty natural for a young guy to be sweating and nervous in an interview. But at the same time, you look at Kawhi Leonard now throughout the years, and he's one of the most cool, calm, and collected guys yeah. out there. So it's, it's it's funny how players mature over time. Bizarre, isn't it? Because I know with me, um, played a lot of sports growing up, and even recently, I, when if I go for a run or something, you know, I sweat a little bit, mm. but not too bad. It's all good. Yeah. But if I'm sitting on a bus or in a classroom or whatever, mm. just randomly for no apparent <laughs> yeah. reason, Join you're the like, club. "What's going on here?" I don't know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I had an online interview um, a couple of days ago. Oh, you and, didn't tell us this. No, I didn't. But I was buddy sweating through my blue shirt. I think it was a bit <laughs> navy under the armpits. <laughs> but... Yeah, navy and grey. Grey's a trouble one. They're as the well. colours to avoid, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Probably black and white are okay. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, I remember yeah, a trip um, up to Queensland and Rose foolishly chucked on the grey oh, tea. No. And Bad his, memes. His, his back was in all Saturated. sorts. Saturated. Yeah. No. You live and you learn though, don't you? You do, you do. Um, yeah, so a horrible mistake there from the Suns. Mm. Uh, during the week, just um, on the kind of coronavirus thing, a little bit of light to come out of this. Uh, in Houston, with a lot of schools being closed, a lot of kids don't have access uh, to the online education that they are providing. Our conquering hero, Russell Westbrook, though, has stepped in to save the day, uh, donating, or him and his foundation, donating 650 laptops to help mm. out with you know, these students getting them online and, yeah, I guess back in the classroom as best they can. So, yes. Yeah, well done, Russ. Good news, helping people in a time of need. Everyone, all, I, I love the way that the NBA and uh, the NBA players are um, going about this. They're not just staying home and doing nothing. They're, they're helping people. Doing their bit, absolutely. I've got another one. Yeah, um, let it rip. 
NBA Hall of Famer Scotty Pippen has been fired from his advisory role at Chicago Bulls after eight years of being with them. Did you hear about this? I did hear about this. It's pretty brutal for an an absolute icon of the franchise. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what was his role? Advisory role. Yeah. But that coincides with the um, appointment. Oh, forgive me, I forgot his name. He's got a funky oh, name. Yeah. Um, I forgot his name. I can't for the life Wait, of me. What, but they've undergone he... some uh, board changes in the last week. Um, so I think that's yeah, coincided. I know they with... fired the GM as well. Yeah. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, the yeah, GM, I but I can't remember the bloke's name. That's horrible preparation for me. But um, yeah, nevertheless, really sad to see Scotty, I guess, kicked out of the organisation that he gave so much to. Did you hear what he said, though? He no, put I'm out sorry. a pretty funny statement. I can't remember what he was on, but he said, um, it's probably a good thing, right? I like associating myself with winning. Cheeky clip on the way out. Yeah, good. Well, he's not wrong there. He's uh, not wrong. They haven't seen success in quite a while with the Bulls. Are they flipping that whole organisation? It seems like it's they've had a lot of changes and a lot of, oh, I don't know, disgruntled people within that organisation. I think we were mentioning the other week about Laurie Markinen saying... Yep. That um, you know, unless they can uh, change you know, things up drastically, mm, that he's gonna gonna probably be on the on the way out soon. So maybe they're they're deciding to build from the bottom up. I guess. Well, I would imagine uh, this is just about the last supper for Jim Boylan, uh, the head coach of the Bulls. I think he will be on his way out pretty pretty shortly. Um, in an interesting turn of events that might eventuate, if Jim Boylan does get the flick, uh, during the week, uh, former Bulls, former Wolves coach... No, sorry, not former Wolves. Former Bulls coach uh, Tom Thibodeau mm. um, kind of announced that he wanted to get back into a head job. So it could oh. be a funny little... Uh, reunion. Reunion if he were to join back with the with the Bulls there. Mm. I'd love to see that. The Bulls' best years within the last, I don't know, two decades, I reckon, has been... Um, Tom Thibodeau at the at the rain when they had D Rose and Luol Deng, um, just to name a few. Yeah. Um, Joakim Noah. When Joakim he was in Noah, his there's a name. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But um, yeah. Oh well, hope he makes his way back. Uh, on a little note that's not so much NBA related, but sport related, we could say, uh, Florida have deemed pro sport as an essential service, thus meaning that it's opened the door for the UFC. Uh, to continue hosting events there, um, which is good news for UFC owner Dana White, who was looking at purchasing his own island to kind of run run fights <laughs> as a last case alternative. So, yeah. yeah, pretty interesting though that Florida have deemed it as an essential service. Does that have an impact on the NBA though going forward? Do we think? Uh, no. no. Oh, not unless they would have relocated the whole playoffs and end of the season there, like mm. as in like a kind of summer league, they have everything based in Vegas. Um, if they were to do something similar in Florida, it might uh, work, but yeah. as far as I know, it won't have an impact okay. on the league. Um, yeah, but yeah, just a little interesting thing, Florida mm. not going with the grain, I guess you could say. Mm, they never do. Um, on that, with the NBA returning, they've outlined a 25-day plan to get back back to basketball. Um, they've said 11 days of individual workouts would, I guess, be the first aspect of this. So players just doing their own thing, getting into shape. Uh, not that they're probably not already. 
but that would be followed by a 14 days worth of training camps. Yeah. Um, at the conclusion of this, if clearance were granted, it would be it'd be on. Ball would be back. I think we were mentioning the other week. Um, LeBron came out and said that he definitely needed a few weeks of um, practice camp, and then probably another few weeks of you know full game simulation to to get ready for the season. So I guess this is this is sort of bouncing off that a little bit, and yep. that's what they will get more or less. Ah, oh, please let it be. Please yeah. let it be. Just get things underway as soon as possible. It's yeah. um, like each week that passes, it's getting a little bit harder, isn't it, with no sport on. Um, but yeah, this it's good that they have got something in place now for, for them to work with when the time arises. Well, there was a bit of grey area, wasn't there? Because we hadn't heard anything about the season resuming since, I guess, Adam Silver suspended the season. And people were sort of starting to think that no news was bad news as far as a return to the season came. But now they've come out and... Who, who reported it, was it? Uh, that was via Brian Windhorse. Oh, yeah. He's pretty reliable. He's a reliable source, yeah. Um, so to hear this sort of gives me a bit more optimism that we will see um, basketball again this season, whereas before this was reported, I was honestly starting to think that we may have already had our last game of the NBA season and playoffs may not have been happening this year, which would have been, um, you know, unbelievable. We need a finish, don't we? We do need a finish. There's, regardless of how it all plays out, there's going to be an asterisk next to whoever wins the title, but we do need some conclusion, don't we? The amount of um, times I've seen a basketball put up a post or a tweet saying they haven't touched a basketball since their last game is uncanny. It's outrageous. Jason Tatum, I know, was a big name who came yeah. out saying he hadn't touched a ball in since the season concluded. Yeah. Um, that's just nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Like all these players, would you would assume have hopes of some. But then there's probably those ones that don't. Like. I can I can sort of understand it to be honest with you. Like I think even though basketball being a basketball player is a dream job, I feel like a lot of players would want to separate their work life, which is playing basketball yeah. every night or two, um, to their home life, and they probably don't experience this t- type of downtime very often, um, in their you know sometimes ten to twenty year career. So I can sort of understand. I still, I still feel like a couple times a week they should be, I don't know, shooting some hoops. So they need to stay in the rhythm of it. It'll show, won't it? Do you, or do you think? So players like Tatum who aren't well, you know, touching a t- ball. If he hasn't touched one for, what is it, two months or a month now, yep. that's going to show. I think yeah. it'll show with all the NBA players once they return. I think when you haven't played a match, um, when you haven't had sort of match simulation in this long, then you probably you're probably going to be coming back pretty rusty, which is why I think having those few weeks of practice camp and individual development is going to be pretty pretty huge in getting back to playing playing ball. Definitely. Speaking of the basketball returning, um, I heard that um, even if it does return this season, John Wall won't be returning this season. He says he's just going to wait till next season. Smart. Good I move. Think, yeah, yeah, it is. There's nothing to play for for nothing the uh, Wizards. The yeah. only thing would just to get a little glimpse into how he's looking and how he fits with, I guess, whether they look to, you would assume, resign Bertans um, and a few of the mm. other players just to see how he fits with them. But, yeah, really, there's not that much to be gained. No. There's so much risk involved. 
um, giving him another couple of months just to ease into things would be nothing but beneficial. John Wall is still fairly young. Do, can we see him ever returning to being a 18.10 assist per game type player? Or do we think this injury is, um, you know, going to spell, the, I guess, the d- decline for John Wall for the rest of his career? 29 years old, so... Um, he's still got a few he, good years left in him. He does, but the contract he's on, he's on one of the most the richest contracts in the league. Um, it's he's going to have to be to justify it near all star level again. You would think, and that yeah. I feel isn't likely. I although I am excited to see how mm. he goes and for yourself, Lee, as a Wizards fan, are you? I think he could. Eighteen points, ten assists. I think he could. I'd be in, uh, would, it'd be good if he just fits into that supplementary role now mm. with Bill well, yeah. taking over as the main guy. I think that he can't go out and assume that he's the number one guy still. No, um, I, and I don't think he will. From no. A, from a scoring point of view, definitely not. He doesn't need a score. Uh, he de- well, he doesn't need to be the yeah. le- leading scorer, does he? He no. just needs to distribute the ball, um, play defense, put up some points every now and again. Bradley Bill's the... The, the guy on that team now. If he could average about 18, I reckon that would be... That'd be enough. overs, I reckon. It'd be enough. Yeah. It would be enough, and it still certainly wouldn't justify the contract, but you would take that given the kind of horrible run he's been on. I'm trying to think of a player that's bounced back um, at a degree where he's still useful, and can you think of any? Uh, well, well, like, you even think of Derek yeah, Rose. Yeah, that's a name like, that came to me as well. He, like, I thought his career was all but over at, at one stage a few years ago, and he's he's climbed back to be, you know, a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Mm. So Never regained that athleticism no, or anything he had no, before, but no. still it shows that, you know, you can return to a, a more than decent level. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, in other news, how's this... Kendrick Nunn from the Miami Heat has come out during the week proclaiming, should I say, proclaiming he should win Rookie of the Year. Um, His reasoning behind this was that the most value should be held in wins. Thus, Uh, Miami have more more wins than Memphis. Kendrick Nunn should be Rookie of the Year. How do we feel about that? Don't get me wrong. Kendrick Nunn's been really good for the Heat this year, but come on, Kendrick. I think um, think that was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek type comment to get a bit of publicity we're having none of that oh well yeah i saw that one coming a mile away (laughs) yeah um but no it's it's pretty absurd to come out and you know i'm all for you know self-promoting self-marketing you know toot your own horn but that's just flawed logic absolutely rookie of the year has never been about team success it's been about how well um you know you've gone in your first year so, you know, and Jar Morant's, a, you know, Jar Morant and Zion Williamson are a mile ahead of the next few people. Yeah, without a doubt. Mm. What about this? Devin Booker um, is the champion of the 2K tournament. The 2K tournament, yes. Um, he won 100K and that went straight to COVID relief support, so well, that's great. Well, the Suns might be struggling on the court, but off the court in the final, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, it shows that they're... Their fingers are more than, uh, <laughs> you know, capable yeah. of performing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So well done. Doesn't really surprise me. He's a Twitch streamer and he's he loves it. Doesn't he's he? a gamer. He's a gamer. Yeah. He's a gamer. We'll have to get on for a game of two K with him. Definitely. Do you reckon we? Did you see any of it? Um, I saw bits and pieces. Bits and, not a whole game or anything, but like he won the tournament. But did he look any good? 
Like, do you reckon you could take him, Lee? Uh, I could take him easily. I'd beat him 100 to about 70. <laughs> wow. And yeah. I'd be playing his magic. He'd be Lakers. So Big shout. Cool. Devin, if you're a listener of the show, the uh, gauntlet has been thrown down. Um, hit up Lee and, yeah, prepare to meet your demise. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, from sources, Andre Drummond of the Cavaliers looks set to pick up his $28.8 million player option with the Cavs. Right. Uh, no surprises there. Mm. I don't think he would is any in any state to probably test the market. Um, it seems as if the money for big guys is starting to dwindle. Mm. Uh, we've seen you know, teams as the Rockets look to transition to smaller bowl lineups, and I reckon the league will probably. I think there'll still be room for the big man, but I think it'll lose a little of its value yeah. unless you're a top top tier player like I guess Rudy Gobert. Um, but even so, like. He's probably the only name at the minute that's warranting such a large contract as a centre. Yeah. Um, Do you count um, like a power forward such as AD as a big man? Or not really? Yeah, it's, that's such a blurred line, isn't yeah. it? Um, I do. I, I do, just I because do, he, yeah. he has played there, he can play there. I'd be, yeah. Because yeah, that I brings do. a lot lot more into the big man name. Yeah, like, um, absolutely. Like Porzingis, AD. Yeah. A lot of those names. But while we're on the topic of money, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard, I think, this morning that um, they've negotiated that the players will get 25% of their salary. Is that correct? No correcting needed here. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correcting. Yes, yeah. you are correct there, Lee. Um, yeah, that was announced this morning. So good that they've kind of found a way to, I guess, kind of get everyone on the same playing field with this. Yeah. Um, so good news on that front. And just, just lastly here, here's a bit of, I guess, interesting news, something to look out for in the future. Uh, number one high school prospect, Jalen yeah. Green, has decided to skip college and go straight to the G League. Mm. Uh, there's a thought of establishing a Southern, Southern Californian-based G League team, and yeah, it looks set that he'll be headlining that team. Um, also with that, he looks to be joined by 13th-ranked prospect Isaiah Todd, who will also forego college and join the G League. Will this be a trend, do you reckon, fellas? I think so. I was about to say, I think this is going to be something that we're going to see a lot more of over the next few years. Um, players bypassing college and getting straight into the um, league. Straight hey, into the money as yeah, well. Yeah, straight into the money. 500k Great more, incentive. I think, this guy's getting. It's incredible, isn't it? For a guy who is not going to make a cracker in college. Yeah. And, you know, if you're the number one ranked prospect at this stage, you go into the NBA, whether you go the college route or the G League route. Um, He's just setting himself up now with a little bit of church change in the back pocket. And it'll it'll be good for him as well, I think. Another big part of this is we spoke about players like Luka Doncic playing in the Euro League, getting Mm. exposure against playing against men. Uh, likewise for these fellas in the G League, they will be playing against men. So, yeah. How I mean, old is he, do you know? Uh, 16, I believe. 16? Oh, no. Uh, no, he's one older than that, isn't he? Maybe 17 or something. Yeah. Jeez, um, so. But yeah, that'll be great for his development. And I, th- I think it will start a trend here. I yeah, think especially... We'll Sorry, you go. No, just more players looking at different avenues. We had LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton mm-hmm. in the NBL this year. Um, players... From all parts of the globe, uh, I think it'll be more of a trend to see a lot of blokes and these higher prospects skip out on college because they're already established. 
And the th- other thing with bypassing college is we've seen in recent times that the NCAA aren't necessarily on the player's side. So going straight into the league, getting a big paycheck. Some of these guys are coming out of the projects. I remember hearing a story in earlier in the week that, you know, LeBron, um, it was a different different type of situation. He got offered, offered a contract by Reebok earlier in his career. And he was saying just to have, you know, I think he got offered like a $10 million upfront contract to say, <laughs> don't talk to Nike, sign with us. And he was saying to come out of the pro- projects in Cleveland, Ohio, and that kind of money kind is of money. just unheard of. Oh, it's life-changing, isn't it? So, But he backed himself, didn't he? he Not did. to go with it. Now, now look at him. He's on a billion-dollar contract with Nike. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well played, LeBron. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just quickly before we move on from that, make sure to you know stay, stay in tune with these two players, Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd. I'd say big names for the future and... It'll be. It's good that we can in the G League track their progress a little bit more. Yeah. Um. I know for me with the college ball, it's not until the kind of tournaments come come around March Madness that I really ramp up my interest in it. Um. But I think with the G League, it's good that they're getting these players in as well. It makes it a more credible comp. Um, yeah. And a better pathway. Mm. So. Yeah. Well, you've already got one so. foot in the door. Indeed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good stuff there. Anything else, fellas? Nah. No, that'll... Big that's... shift on odds and ends. As you said, Lee, at the start, even without any basketball, there's still a lot going on. Yeah, there is. Beautiful. So this next segment, uh, I touched on it at the start of the show. What we're going to do, um, a hypothetical situation here, if we were given the power to each restart the league, uh, what changes would we make to be- make it a better overall product, more fluent, just things like that? So we've got a lot of ideas here. Um, and, yeah, we'll see... How we go, I think, to begin with, Lee's got a couple that have actually been proposed by the NBA. And have seriously been considered. Yeah, so we'll have a chat about them and just see where we fall with those. And then we'll go on to some of the more hypothetical ones. Yeah. Okay. All right, take her away, Lee. So there's four um, four ideas that have been seriously uh, like put forward. Um, it goes like this. So the first one is cutting the games to 78. The second is um, a play-in tournament um, to decide the 7th and 8th seed, uh, an in-season tournament, and um, a reseeding of the playoffs when the field is cut to the final four teams. So, okay. what one did we want to start we with? start with the first one. First, the first one, one, cutting the game to 78. Um, I won't talk too much about this, because I've got uh, some points that we'll touch on a little bit later about this, but I think the only issue with cutting the games is history is such an important part of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at all the stats, the history, leading point getters, so on and so forth, it has a huge weight, yeah. probably more so in NBA than a lot of other sports. Um, but by cutting the games, it kind of alters history. History. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, say if LeBron misses out by, he decides to retire and he's yeah. a thousand points short, you know, if he had played these extra games, would he have got there? Mm. Um, that's my only concern with it, the mm. reflection it will have on history. Yeah. But apart from that, I think there can be a case made for shortening the season. Mm. I'm not opposed to it, mostly because um, the amount of games cut isn't too significant. It's four games. Yeah. And you could argue that um, less games would produce high bowl quality and less injuries, but, like, it's four games. Yeah. I'm of the opinion that 
you know, I've, I don't think that we need to keep things um, the way they are just because they've always been like that. But in saying that, I'm, I'm, I agree with you, Nick. I think some things, um, particularly in this case with basketball, there's sort of like a traditional aspect mm-hmm. to it. And if, um, you know, the league has always had 82 games, um, or have they always? Had, Not uh, always, but for quite an extensive period of time now. So it yeah. is. It is. You would consider it traditional. I would have yeah. thought. Um, then you, I don't think we want to want to be messing with that. But yeah, I have heard that that idea put forward a lot um, over the last few years, in particular. I know. Um, even before I was doing the podcast, and I, I, I guess I speak on behalf of you guys as well. There's games on every day, and there's so, so... Like, some some days there's 10 games in a day. There's so much basketball content to take mm. in. Yeah. And I guess since we've been doing this podcast, as great as that is, sometimes it's an overload. Yeah, it's a bit overwhelming. Because at the minute we're doing a weekly podcast, we only can fit so much into an hour and an hour and a half. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, it is. It's, I do. Like, it takes your whole day, doesn't it? Kind of keeping track of all yeah. the games. So if it was, you know, reduced even just a little bit, um, mm. that would help, I think. Mm. And just, yeah, as you said, Lee, hopefully produce better quality ball yeah. as well. Mm. And, yeah, reduce injuries, reduce um, load management, things like that. So that would all, all help. What yeah. would be the players' opinions of that, do you reckon? Do you reckon they'd be up for the shortened season or, or do you reckon they they love playing ball so the 82 games is is what they're after, essentially? Might be 50-50. Yeah, It'd be interesting because I want. It'd be interesting to get this stat. Any of our listeners, if you know this stat, hit us up with it. How many players play eighty-two games mm. in the season? Yeah, you know, don't miss a game for any reason. It would be really fascinating to find that out um, because, yeah, I, I think there is room to wiggle there. I yeah. don't think it because if you if you're a team like. I don't know, Golden State or whoever, you've made the playoffs the last few years and you're playing, you know, 82 plus maybe another 20, average 22 games. Mm-hmm. You've played 104, 105 games in a season and you're doing that year on year on year. They've, in the last four or five years, played 500 games. Yeah. That's nuts, isn't it? It is. And it's, the body can only take so much. As you say, it saw KD going down in the finals mm-hmm. last year, Clay Thompson going down. Um, Do you guys think that with a shortened season we'd see less cases of load management? I think so. I still think you'd have your Kawhi who's going to sit out an additional 15 games or whatever the case may be. Mm. Um, But it won't be quite as impactful because they're still getting a little more rest. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Yeah, good one to start us off with, Lee. What else you got? The next one was the... New decision for the seventh and eighth seed, um, and this this will go as follows. This is what they've put forward at the end of the regular season. The top six of each conference are safe. They're in the playoffs. They don't need to worry about anything. But then the seventh through to the tenth in each conference will then compete in a tournament to decide the seventh and eighth spot. So the seventh um, and the eighth will play in a game to um, decide the seventh spot. And then ninth and tenth um, will play in a game. The loser of that's out. The winner of that will compete with the person who lost out of the seventh and eighth. Yep. It's all complex, but no, no, I'm with you. And then that winner will get the eighth spot. Eighth seed. Um, 
I'm not opposed to this because it gives it gives more opportunity to these um these two teams that have just missed out, and that could be my wizards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Hey, uh, I'm very fifty fifty on this one, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. So, for I'm for it um because as you said, it gives other teams keeps a lot more teams interested mm. and makes it'll these games will be electric. These yeah. playoff, you know. Mm. And it's one game, isn't it? It's yeah. one and done. So, mm. huge on the line. But say if you was say, the seventh seed and you had two off nights, you've played really well all season, mm. you've got that seventh seed. If you have two off nights, you're done. Yeah. You're out. And a tenth-ranked team could take your spot. Mm, um, yeah. So, it's hard because I think as well, we've got 15 teams in each conference. If you're opening it up to 10 teams, 66%, you know, you may as well almost just like the playoffs are like, well, the regular season's almost not warranted mm. because mm. it's everyone's in just about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. How do you guys feel about it, or Rowe? I I don't like it. Um, where do they draw the line? Like, why do they come up with seventh and eighth? Like, couldn't couldn't they? You know, they could say ideally say, oh, fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth versus tenth, eleventh. Yeah. 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Like, I don't, I don't really see it. Because sometimes there's a fair difference between the 10th team in the league and the 7th um, seeded team in the league. So I'm not really sure about that. And as you said, like, it might come down to two off games where that decides if they make the, the playoffs or not. Whereas throughout the regular season, they've had an overall better... Better year. You could be um, 10, 15 games better off if you're the yeah. 7th as opposed to the 10th seed and tell you two what, games though, you're gone. Tell you what, from an entertainment value. Oh, jeez. Oh, I would love it from an entertainment value, but... And even in the regular season, people would be busting their ass trying to get that 6th spot, not only 8th now, yeah. but... That's a huge aspect yeah. of it, isn't it? Because not only do you have the 7th to 10th part of it, but you do have to really push to Clint's Especially in the West, because mm. it is so strong. Mm. There's, you know, it runs, you know, twelve, thirteen deep. Um, yeah. you do have to really push and to get that sixth spot. Yeah, is a battle in its own right. Yeah, the only reason. Ah, uh, well, I like it, but mostly because my wizards usually yeah. fall at ninth or tenth. <laughs> yeah, no, that's understandable. I think we'd see less. Um, if they did bring that in, we'd see less resting of big players because you just can't afford to lose these games because that might be the difference between finishing 6th and 7th and as we were saying if you finish 7th you're in the you're in the danger zone but the, yeah 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 if you know what i'm saying no i'm with you yeah. yeah for sure and then there's this next one which i'm not a big fan of at all it's a it's pretty much self-explanatory it's just an in-season tournament mm, adam silver big fan of the european soccer league yeah. so they have you know five comps they have the league they have couple of cups the champions league all these different things i think he's trying like he from what i heard is taking a lot of inspiration yeah not only with this tournament but the whole aspect of the league yeah um, i know he's a big fan of the whole promotion and relegation side of things that's certainly not going to be part of the nba at the minute but mm. could be cool down the track but um yeah, yeah sorry back to the tournament can you explain this a bit more to me? I'm just trying to work out how this how this has been proposed to work. So it's yeah, it's it, really that's, the, that's one of the reasons I don't like it because it's so complex and overwhelming. So it's just an in season tournament, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a win 
you win, you stay in, you lose, you're out. Um, but they were, it was very complex the way they were explaining yeah. it, whether it was going to count as part of the regular season games. Yeah, it is. And you split them into your conferences or your divisions. Mm. Um, yeah, how it all worked, I won't go into it because mm. I still haven't fully wrapped my head around it, but we've just spoke about cutting games and the league wants to do that, yet they're bringing in more potentially. Mm. Um, and a lot of these players, with, a, with all these European soccer leagues, all these cups, I know they've started somewhere, but they've all got prestige now. And they're you know they're worth fighting for. You hear the Champions League; it's an incredible thing. But the first couple of years of this cup, who's going to want to play for it? Yeah, it's I was about got to nothing say. attached to it. Yeah, what's, what's the what? game? These big names are just going to sit out, even if they said you know each player the, gets five hundred grand. Yeah, the big names, LeBron, AD, they're going to say, well, I don't need five hundred grand. I'll have a couple of nights off. Yeah, mm. so I get that they want to. Um, revolutionize and change the the game for the better but um in this case as i like to say if it ain't broke don't fix it absolutely mm. so it's a no from all of us on that front no. if, yeah. if in this case you're not just like you just want to be playing for the playoffs right now you don't want to be playing for a whole other tournament there's too many distractions these yeah. days as it is so having another mini tournament within the season just I'd, i'm strongly opposed to this idea you know what i'd like to see Tell just me. just an idea, just off the top of the scone. Off the dome. Off the dome, as we think. So if they wanted to have a tournament of some sort, the bottom seven teams from each conference who don't make the playoffs, so the playoffs are on, sweet. For the teams that aren't in the playoffs, they get, it's like a tournament, one, you win one, you go on, you lose your out. Mm. But for um, lottery odds, lottery mm. percentage, mm. the only problem with that is, like, if you've got the... Ninth seed beaten up on the 15th seed. You don't want the ninth seed getting better odds in the lottery. It should be going no. to the lower teams. Mm. But I, yeah, I can no, see where I you're just... coming from. You, you need to sort of come up with some sort of incentive for these players yeah. and these teams to put their players forward to play. Um, I'm not sure what the incentive will be at the yeah. moment, but and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with pros for it. To be honest with you, I agree. For the tournament, and yeah, maybe yeah. when they clarify it a little more. No, it might change our minds, but at this yeah. point, I think it's a no from all three of us. And the last one um, is a reseeding of the playoffs when the field is cut to the final four teams. So once it's the final four teams, they'll be reseeded based off their regular season record. And in this case, um, it could be two two teams from the Western Conference or two teams from the Eastern Conference could play in the finals. Well, just before we go into that, because I had this written down. Yeah. Um, but doing it from both conferences from the start, 1 to 16, rank them. Do the same thing, but the seedings, 1 to 16, so you could have West versus West games, East versus West, mm. and it just flows from there. The whole bracket starts. The like, whole playoffs. Yeah, but with both conferences being seeded, 1 to 16. Yeah. Had, so, I don't know, like, we can kind of tie in with oh, both. Okay, Do you yeah, feel... You get me? So it's, I think so, yeah. So as soon as the playoff starts, it's Reseated. everyone versus... We're chucking out East and so, West conferences once yeah. playoffs. Yeah. One versus around. 16, two, mm. 15, so on and so forth. Mm. But Don't, we'll start with the, yeah. the the shorter one. Like So in the conference finals, mm. how do you feel about that? I'm, I like it personally because the, the thing with um, 
the thing with the one that they're proposing is they can kind of um I don't know how to really explain it, but they can get a base. Oh, it's too hard to explain. No, that's all right. Well, mm, I guess the not, way is it, it ensures whether it's two east, two west. You get the two best teams in the league. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's it's a funny one because I like the idea of it. You know, in the final, in every other sport, you get the two best teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we've been lucky, but um, you know, some years. If the West sweeps the East four mm. nil in the final, it's like, well, yeah. they were they really the two best teams in the league. Mm, yeah, um, this will ensure we get probably the highest quality games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, sort of, um, sort of intertwines with another another one that I was going to mention, but I may as well bring it in now. Yeah, do it. You hit the whole East first West sort of East and two conferences. What what are our thoughts on that from the beginning of the season? Would we are we open? Oh, to gone, so Lee started it. I've taken a step further, and Rose has gone the whole. <laughs> well, the, whole the, show. the reason the reason is because I would be opposed to having an East versus West or two conferences throughout the regular season. Then once we get to playoffs, I don't like the idea of just scrapping the whole conference yeah. thing and just having. You know the best. What was it? The best sixteen. Sixteen teams. I I'm not a huge fan of that. I think if we're going to be doing that, then we may as well scrap east and west altogether. Now it comes down to the traditional aspect again. Mm-hmm. East and west conferences has, has been a yeah. That's the only um thing I'm opposed to. That that's just such a loss of history. Like the Lakers Celtics rivalry. Yeah, that's what I had. Like that. That's what I had here. It's just it's just the rivalry that comes with the East West and um the fact that it's been such a big part of um the NBA um since its inception. So So with that, sorry Ro, just to mm. I guess clarify. So you're saying So you, you want the conferences to state. Um yeah. Oh no! It's just oh, one, you, so one through thirty, not not each. Is month. that what you w- would like to see? Um, so this is where I sit on it. If we're gonna have, uh, you know, east and west conference throughout the regular season, I want it to be east and west conference in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If we're talking about just having everyone in the same, you know, essentially conferences League, yeah. being um, being made you know, null and void in the league, then I want that to be from regular season and continue through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah certainly. Um, I, I feel like this one might go ahead. Yeah. I feel like this the final four side of it they will do. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna have the conferences for quite a while. Mm. This will be interesting to see how it plays out. Mm. Um, yeah. I do like you it. You do? I do. The like I said, the only loss is the loss of history, but but like they still have a chance to if they're the best teams, um, respectively, they're gonna have the chance of coming up against each other. So definitely, and no one can can um, complain with that either. No, no. So they're they're the four that have been proposed already. Yeah, uh, we'll go into some that just uh, hypotheticals. Yeah, hypothetical. The first one I've got here, and I think it'll be. I'm hoping it happens. Uh, at the minute, each team, six timeouts. I think this can be cut. And I'm thinking a number of either four or five. Um, yeah. My thinking of five or four, each team gets one a quarter. 
But I think yeah. five could be the number. You get each team gets one each quarter, but you get two in the last quarter. Um, mm-hmm. One in the last couple of you you want two in yeah. the back pocket in the yeah. fourth if you need you know a quick inbound to get a buzzer beater or whatever the case. Yeah. Um, but I think I just feel six is too many. Yeah. And it, the game is so stop and start. Six for each team. That's twelve stops overall. Yeah. It's massive. It's... Particularly in that last quarter, I can't tell you the amount of times mm. I've been watching a a good game and it just ruins the whole flow of it. Um, you know, yeah. The last five minutes ends up going for about half an hour. And, and it's a killer, isn't it? it I is. still think that would happen, though, if it was cut to five. Yeah. Within the last five minutes, it, they'd still um, keep those two timeouts. I, I do like your idea about one per quarter, though. I think that it, that's something that could be looked at. issue I feel the league would see it as is a loss in ads um, yeah. and things like that God, for revenue. But I, I just... You know, I love it. I love a good game, and when it gets just halted, stopped, and start. How many times have we been watching games together, and they just get there's four timeouts in the last two minutes. Yeah, yep. and it's like, well, as you said, a, a two minute, like last two minutes goes for half an hour. It's killer. Yeah, it's killer. But yeah, I'm hoping that eventuates. Yeah, would you guys be on board with that? Oh, it's only sure. from six to five. Like with five, five I'd be happy. With four, I think it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. I just hate the intermissions in the game, and I know it's, I know it's all part of it. But yeah, the less the better, in my opinion. Well, that ties in with my next one. I've got here that there needs to be a one minute, a one minute limit on the instant reviews, the replays. Yeah, sometimes they go. For yeah. Some of these amounts. calls just drag on and on and on. Um, if it's inconclusive, if they can't come to a decision in that time. The call that was made to begin yeah. with stands. Yeah, yeah. No, because be there's it. no, you know, on top of all the timeouts, if you've got a replay that goes for three, four minutes or whatever, it uh, just <laughs> drags it out yeah. even more. Yeah. If you're watching a replay for longer than a minute, then it's most likely that the original call is right. Yeah, unless and you can see anything that makes it inconclusive. Yeah. Yeah. but you should be able to see that in the one minute that you're watching it. Hundred percent. They just need a smoother, better flowing product. I think and. Throughout the whole game, but specifically at the end. Mm. So, yeah, that ties in there. Mm. Uh, what did, did you have anything there, Roy? Well, my one of my ideas was to make the back-to-back game games um, more or less extinct. So, um, removing back-to-back games throughout the league, but that might mean that there's... Um, you know, less less games on particular days and the season um, in terms of days played might go for a little longer. But I think it, the removal of back-to-back games will eventuate in us seeing um, star players being... Um, y- you know, you see, like we were mentioning before with Kawhi Leonard, the amount of times where he hasn't played back-to-back Westbrook games. Westbrook sitting out back-to-backs. Mm. Yep. I think we'll see a lot less of that, and we'll see the people that we tune in to watch actually being out in the court on more occasions. Um, don't know if it'll, if it'll actually happen, but it's something that I would like to see personally. And definitely the three and four nights, like the toll that takes is mm. just crazy. So, yeah. yeah, and I think it will create a better product because we will have hopefully these superstars playing all the games well as much as possible. Um, yeah, I like that idea too. Another one that I'll swing past you guys is 
Um, what do we? What are our thoughts on removing and or adding? Well, well, it's removing mm. or adding um, teams. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. In, in my opinion, I think there's no chance that they're going to be removing teams. No. I think there's. I, I can I can see a little smirk on Nick's face. No, no. I no. think they're either going to relocate teams or they're going to add teams. And regardless, with this current format, there has to be an even amount of teams in the league. Yep. Um, so I think they 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 can't just add a, another team. They mm. have to add two teams, or they have to relocate. You know, two teams. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, know about you guys, but I've already sent my template of the Tampa Gators over to Adam Silver. So. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you heard, heard that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gone ahead. So probably twenty one, twenty two season will be. Um, I'll be the. The, the proud I'll, owner. I'll be head coach, proud owner. I'll be You'll playing be for them. Jackie Moon type situation. I'll be in the back <laughs> making the Wagyu block burger. So, um. Well, here's the team, and I, I haven't heard a chat about Special. this. I was listening to this during the week, um, and I should have thought about it when I we were doing our teams, my location. You took Vegas right oh, yeah. from underneath me, but I, I've heard there being chat. They want to get a, a new a Mexican a new Mexico G League team as yeah. a as a start. They want to introduce that. I so. think that'll happen. I think that'll happen. Yeah, they've, they've got that. They'd have that many people over there to support oh, it. They would so lock to it, wouldn't they? And that's. But they need to run it past Trump, though. He would be on board. You he would be on board. I reckon. He loves the NBA. He would be all about it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, um, yeah. This kind of ties in. I'll stay on that, but I'll kind of just tie it in with one I had about the games played. Yeah. Um, wanting to cut down games, I've got here an idea to cut down games. So. If we had, where are we here? Let me just check my notes because I've, yeah. So we've got, if we if we stay with the amount of teams we've got now, you play each team in your conference three times for a total of forty two games. Yeah. And you play each team in the other conference twice, twenty eight games, seventy games. Right. That's a yeah. that's a good mark. You're cutting down twelve games. Yeah. It still has weight to the conference you're playing because you play them an extra time. Um, and then if this were to go to 32 teams, uh, you'd have 75 games. So okay. those extra teams, you play one of them twice, the other three times because they're in your conference. Yeah. So by that, you're either cutting down 12 or seven games. Um, mm. Three times in your conference, twice in the other conference. I don't know. I, just, I, I, I don't want to move away from your point there, Ro, but that was just why we were on the topic of yeah. teams expanding or not. And a way to cut down on the games played. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. But um, then again, it alters what we were saying—the history book side of things. And if everything. they were to shorten the yeah. games, that's yeah. that's that could be a way that they go about it. Penny has something up. to say as well, just yeah. outside. If you yeah, can apologies hear that. for the um, dogs barking <laughs> in the background. You let the dogs out. Who who? Um, just off just off the noodle, real quick though, because it's just not saying that. The noodle. Off the noodle. Not Not that I wanted to introduce necessarily, but there's been um, some talk about a four point line. Yeah, I had that written down as well. Yeah. Yep. yep. Thoughts. Uh, Trey Young would that would add a whole new element to the game, and you know what? I reckon about ten years ago, even and ten years ago isn't that long really in in the landscape of things. I would have thought that's a ridiculous idea, mm. but now ever since um, Steph Curry as well, oh well, we mentioned it on last week's podcast before oh, it got deleted. About that. Bringing up bad memes, but <laughs> um, he revolutionised the game to the point where 
as soon as he crosses half court, you have mm. to be on your P's and Q's with him. Yep. And even, uh, yeah, as Lee was saying with Trey Young and a lot of other players. Dame. Dame, a lot of other players being brought up. Me. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> Turn it down. Four out of ten on the court yet the it, other day. It, so. it yeah, could true. be. It, it could be a... Um, it could be something that's introduced um, sooner than we actually think. Okay, well, I'll float this because it's, again, kind of segues. Um, would you rather say... So you got the three-point line and the four-point line, or would you rather say, say, the three-point line being taken back a foot or two to make it... just Because at the rate... The league is now... It's three-point based for a large portion of it. Yep. Would you like to say it made that a little bit harder? Nah. Um, I wouldn't. So I'm trying. Or to you'd speak. rather a four-point line? Um, I'd rather either a four-point line or just keep the three-point the same. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they've. Yeah, you go. Yeah. I like the idea of keeping a three-point line where it is. Yep. Um. I look. I like the traditional aspect of of the NBA, but I don't mind the idea going forward. And it's not going to it's not going to be within the next you know five even ten years. But I don't mind them introducing that um, in my lifetime to see a four four point line. Um, Do you add, adds a bit more incentive to for players to pull up. Yeah. A bit further out, I don't know. Do you want to um, see though? The league at the minute is driven so much by offense. Do you want to see a little more of a balance established between offense and defense so there is a little more weight in defense? Because it seems to be almost out the window at the minute. You look at the Wizards, mm. they didn't play a lick of defense the whole year, which is quite incredible. Yeah. Um, but do you want to see that kind of power balance? I think you would in any sport, but in the end, um, offense creates points. Yeah. So... It's hard to find that balance. I love these free-flowing, high-scoring, fast games. Yeah. But there comes a certain point where it gets a little out of hand. I still want to see, you know, value placed in defense. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, I just kind of thought of that, the balance, the way it shifted, because scales are completely in the offense favor at the minute. And even things, um, and I touched on it, I think, not the league changing, but refs need to be more aware of offensive players drawing fouls. Mm. Um, you look at, you know, James Harden or other players who just go foul hunting, and yeah. not only does that slow the game down with so many free throws, but it doesn't incentivize defense. Like, yeah. who wants to play defense when you're going to get pulled up for fouls anyway? So yeah, I know. Yeah, what you mean. I just think there needs to be a little more balance in it. It does. Rant over. No, no, I agree. You make some good points. It's just hard to find how you would balance it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing. I, th- I really think the refs need to, in the off-season, even this year, just re-watch tape after tape of tape, just what certain players are doing. Trey Young's another big one um, mm. who's really mastered the craft of drawing fouls. Mm. Um, just shoot, just jumping up and then like bumping your leg into another player and then they call the foul. Yeah. Like it's hard. Like how can hard, you defend that? Exactly. Exactly. So I feel like I um, mean uh, you mentioned before Nick James Harden. Yeah. I think he he's made drawing fouls an art form in yes. the NBA. Yep. He's so crafty with it. There's there's a big part of me which thinks that uh, you'd watch the tape a hundred times over, but he still finds a way to legally 
<laughs> you know, draw fouls. Get it, yeah. So, are you going to change? You sort of think, am I going to have to change the the rule book to compensate for yeah. one player? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you would. Um, I've got two more here. So, one, it's just an idea. Um, we got five positions. We've got power forward, small forward, point guard, shooting guard, centre. How about the idea? Like, what really does all that mean? How about go positionless? Because um, yep. the way the NBA is played now, like, what is a guard? What's a forward? You look at Steph Curry, point guard. Yeah, he's... What's a point guard? Someone who drives the offence, creates plays. Yeah. But he's the leading scorer. Yeah. Um, he's... Yeah, and, and, and even with the centre, the way the Rockets have been, mm. like they've pretty much scrapped the centre for PJ Tucker, who's yeah. like it just feels very fluid at the minute. So, yeah, I just I don't know what the point or purpose in positions is. Even if we look at the All Star game, they've scrapped specifics. They've now just got guards, forwards. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. I, I feel like it's uh, to be honest. I feel like it's already a positionless league. Yeah, like I know there's the labels they come into the game like. This is going to be our point guard, yep. shooting guard, so forth. But I think in terms of players playing positions in the league, that that's probably over yep. at this mm. point. Um, you know, we see LeBron James. He's what six seven, six eight, massive build. Could be a power forward, really. Yeah, it's like six ten. Ben Simmons playing point guard. He's playing point. Yeah. Like so, the only reason you keep them is because of the labels. That's the only reason. Like, else, what are you going to call them? Well, I don't think they'll remove the labels. No. I yeah. think they'll just... I think they'll just continue Plain. on as they have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that was one I just... No, it just feels like it's already yeah. kind of happened, but... Because it's not like... It's not like you have to be 6'4 and under to be a point guard. Yeah. There's there's no there's no rules in place around that. No so. restrictions. So, I... Same as you don't necessarily have to be 6'8 and over to be a power forward or a centre. How, how tall is PJ Tucky's? 6'6", six, six, is he? 6'6", six, six. yeah. Seven. Oh, no. I'm not sure, actually. He's not a, no, he's, he's not that tall, no. is he? It's tall, I would have said he's... He's, not, he's definitely not classified as a big man in the league, though. No. Yet he was, playing that, he was playing that so-called position that other big... Um, big guy... <laughs> I saw, I saw Nick Tucker and PJ just, Washington. PJ Washington. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. One meter ninety six. What's I don't know. I haven't got no, that. What's the I, metrics six, in this? Six five. Six five. Six five. Okay. Yeah. So I was pretty well on the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll give myself yeah, that. Round it up. Yeah. So yeah, it does feel it's already gone that way. Yeah. Uh, one more I had here. I'll rattle this one off. It's just an idea. Are we happy with the seven game playoffs or? How do we feel about it? This is this is my idea. For the first two rounds, best of fives. Okay. Just because some of these, if you, like last year we had Milwaukee and Detroit, and it yeah. was 4-zip. Detroit weren't in it at all, ever. Yep. Um, best of five. Keeps mm. it a little more interesting. If the away, if the eight seed were to snag a game, they've somehow just got to clinch two more. Yeah. Um, but... Once you progress a little bit further and the teams are more competitive for the last two rounds, I think a best of seven is still mm. still the mm. way to go. Yeah, I don't mind it. But just because some of those games in the yeah. first round are a little bit... The only thing they'd be hesitant towards is those um, those fourth and fifth spots and those playing. Yeah. 
just because you because know because they're so tired. Yeah. The thing other thing that worries me about that is to say it was a best of five series. Um, if in your example, imagine if it was Milwaukee versus I don't know who's who that eight seed at the moment, like Orlando. Yeah, one or the other. Yep. Imagine if Orlando had two games where they played out of their skin. You're thinking that Milwaukee, after mm, yeah. two games, might uh, on the chopping block of being kicked out of the playoffs. That makes it exciting, though, yeah, doesn't that it? Does. Imagine that. Yeah, you can't have any off nights. It, it sort of that worries is... me a bit, but at the same time, it would be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I know it's just one that came to me. I thought just for the first couple of rounds could spice things up because yeah, I I know for myself like after game one last year of that Detroit Bucks series, I. I tuned out. It was over. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It was over before it began. But um, yeah, so yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's okay. Did you fellas have any more? No. Um, God, it's going to be a hell of a league once they uh, implement all these ideas. Yeah. What do you reckon, Adam Silver? Out of the ones that we mentioned, what ones do you think he would have legitimately, the NBA and Adam Silver, legitimately look at going out forward? of all the hypotheticals? Yeah, out of the hypotheticals. Um, uh, I think the timeouts will, will be, be cut. Yeah. Um, just by that one. Uh, I think you... the reviews they're going to undergo a big yeah overhaul. Yeah. I think that it might even be scrapped. So we're more thinking technical, the technical side yeah. of the NBA. Are we? What about things like I mentioned um, before? Um, the idea of adding two additional teams or even relocating an, an existing team is that something that we can see happening within the next five to ten years yeah yeah 100 percent. Yeah, especially relocating 100 percent because vegas is just that's why i was so upset that you got it the other week yeah. because it is such a prime location yeah. as i said mexico want to have a g league team just to expand it there and they could even have another team somewhere in canada they possibly. could they could um, yeah mm. and i didn't mention this this team um in our create your own franchise segment, but in all honesty, Seattle are the yeah. team who's ready to go. They could be in the league tomorrow if they really wanted to be. You've got the fan existing fan base already there. KG said he wanted to uh, he'd buy them if he had the chance who to the that? other week. KG wasn't did it? Did he? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah right. Sorry to be... come out and say that, but yeah. they are they are right. Who would you say they'd relocate if they if they add, had to relocate? Okay, that's a good that's a good. Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably. Hold on, let me let me have a look. What's at just some of this. a dump, dump place of a team? Oh, uh, it's so hard at the minute because because I don't live in America. I don't really know the populations of these Mate, places. Would you? We'll go through the conferences. So, well, they're not going to relocate Cleveland because as as much as they're struggling, I think they need a te- they need some yeah, sort of yeah. hope in in um Ohio. Um, what about Charlotte Hornets? They're they're yeah. potentially on the chopping block. And, on to be honest, out, out of every, every every team, yeah, they're probably the team I see mm. getting the flick just because they don't have that history either. Like they were, no, it was the New Orleans Hornets, wasn't it? They don't yeah. have that uh, prestige. It was the Charlotte Bobcats, wasn't it? So yeah, and Charlotte were uh, in all my time of watching the NBA. Charlotte Bobcats, when they were still in the Bobcats era, stick out to me as being the absolute stinker of a franchise that's that I've ever seen. That's oh. the team that's getting relocated. Yeah. I've just run through in my head every other team in the league, and they are yeah. it. Doesn't have any history to put behind it either, does it? Really? Like no. They no. they they've already changed from the Bobcats to the Hornets. 
The only uh, thing they've got going at the minute is that they've got the name Michael Jordan attached to them. Uh, I, I think even, even at up. this point, Michael Jordan would be happy to wipe his hands clean of that dirty team. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm Hornets. looking at the other teams. There's none that stand out. I would have thought maybe an LA or New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. We'll uh, get rid of the Knicks. Say goodbye to Boston. <laughs> I reckon. Well, here's a question. I was listening to a podcast the other day. Yeah. If you were just quickly, because far out, we've we're it's been a big episode. Yeah. Um, but if you were given the power to take over one team, who would it be to rebuild it, come in, and overhaul everything? I honestly reckon there would be the most satisfaction in taking the Knicks job because they are trash. Imagine yeah. the hero you would be in the yeah, streets if you turn them from yep. you know trash to treasure. Um, yep. And you'd have so much power there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it would be awesome. It's like yep. it's like every sports game I've played, FIFA or 2K mm. or whatever, you start, you get the worst team, don't you? Yeah, you, you always do. make your start off as worse as possible yeah. and then you build them up, build them up, you make mm. the changes, do what's necessary Yeah, and it's quite the feeling when you're uh, top of the world in the virtual, uh, the upside virtual reality with, of it. The upside um, of starting a, you know, restarting in New York would be um, you know, massive but yeah. I'm starting to think of these fans who boo their own team, and I think they'd have they they don't seem like they have very much patience in New York. I don't, uh, and I don't like that they're, they're a loyal franchise, but they're a harsh one as well. Yeah, you saw when they drafted Porzingis right <laughs> out of the gates. He's this tall, lanky. Uh, where's he from? La- Latvia? Latvia? No, Latvia. not Latvia. He's um, oh, isn't he? Oh, I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Latvia. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and they were booing him right out of the gates, um, and didn't give him a hell of a lot of reason to want to stick, stick tough, um, you know, long term. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it would be a team that you'd lo- love to turn, turn from Except ragged to riches, sort of thing. They're not going to riches ever. No, um, no. But um, yeah, wow, good there stuff go. there, fellas. Um, got through a lot, as I said, guys. If we have missed anything or you think you have any ideas that could make the league better, make sure to hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, uh, email The Daily Dribble. Even comment on our TikTok videos. Yeah, comment on our TikTok videos. Get around that. Make sure to go follow that. We're going viral. Um, yeah, so let us know what you think could be done to improve the league. Yeah. Perfect. Here we go, Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment Weekly. We are back. Um, yeah, let's do it. Entertainment Weekly. Uh, this week we've got Lee on the song, Ro on the TV show, and myself on the movie. I think, Lee, you're going to kick us off today. I'll kick us off. Nick, you're notorious for liking uh, some old tunes, am I wrong? No, you're on the money. I'm a big fan. How'd you go about 1949? Jeez. Oh, here we go. oh my goodness, that's even beyond my, uh, you're my a, lengths. Your, your yes. father's existence, your mother's existence. Yeah. But, um, 40s. 1949. Despite this, I feel like most people would probably know this song. It's um again by Doris Day. Oh, I had a feeling it would be Doris Day. Oh, Doris. Why? Because oh, I know you love Doris Day, and I actually like Doris Day. I as like well. again. I'll, yeah. I'll 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 chuck it on. What was it called? Sorry. It's called again. You'll know okay. it when you hear it. Just yeah. Have a have a have a listen. I love this song so much. It's a good one. You'll know when she's come down. Is it going to be a big, dirty, stinking bass drop or something? 
Do you know that one? I think it's off Madagascar, is it? Maybe I'm thinking about another one. I don't know. Oh, I think I have um, heard it, yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's, um, oh, who is it? Oh, Tompa Beats um, takes a lot of samples from Doris Day. Old song, um, yeah. But, yeah, just very chilled out. Um, just good, good music. I am a fan of these. I have a playlist for, like, songs from, like, the 1920s to the 1950s called Grey Haired. But You're I'll... not going to take the mickey out of me ever again <laughs> no, when because... you, I drop another Fonzie or an absolute <laughs> no, banger. because some of yours are just <laughs> rancid. Yours are Johnny Farnham and Buddy... He is an Australian icon. No, I can't stand him. <laughs> right, well, shame on you, mister. Um, but yeah, check okay. that out. You know the game, what is it? Kiss, marry, kill oh, yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to knock one out. There's a kill and there's a marry. Okay. you got Doris Day or Doris Burke. Oh. Go. Kill Doris Burke. Done. Well, I think this just goes without saying. Goodbye, Berkey. Three on the drop. Goodbye, Doris Burke. Um, <laughs> we know sorry. that you have a hatred for Doris Burke more so than most, most other people. I had to get that out, but sorry, give us a song again, Lady Doris <laughs> again Day. Again by Doris Day. Beautiful. Uh, roll on the TV show. What have oh, you got yeah. there? Yeah, oh, I forgot. <laughs> so he <laughs> no. jumped on his phone. Uh, I've got um, I've got Black Mirror. Um, it's been around for a few years now. Um, it's a science fiction series which is uh, it's on Netflix but I think it may have started on uh, I don't know ABC or so. I can't actually remember but you'll find it on Netflix ABC? anyway I'm not, not really sure. ABC for kids but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> um, but basically just running through it quickly it's um, it focuses on to an extent and it, to an extent predicts the effect that um, technology in the future may have on humani- humanity and humanity's downfall um, because of due to what they've created. Um, it's it's one of those shows where um, each episode is a completely different s- story with completely different characters altogether, different lengths. They might one might vary from forty five minutes to an hour and a half. Um, so. Yeah, it sort of seems like a mini-movie each episode that you watch. Um, it's, I think it's got about five seasons at the moment. Is it still running or has it concluded? Yeah, it's still running. It's still, still running. Yeah, okay. um, but there's a lot of drinks in between seasons, I think. Hmm. Um, they don't reel it out one after another. Yeah. Um, and just quickly, it's not a, not a series that you're going to be likely to binge watch. It's one where you'll watch an episode... It's quite uncomfortable to get through. It's it's quite dark mm. and quite uncomfortable the majority of the episodes, but it really makes you think, and um, it's one for those people who like to think a bit more about their TV shows. Yeah. Um, one for them to not so much enjoy but digest. Um, so yeah. If if you're feeling disturbed um, after watching this, good. That's the goal, um, because. With a, with this and a lot of things I'm thinking right now, even like climate change, we know that um, that could be the reality, but we're just pushing it under the rug. So this is a this shows a chance to um to show those those possible realities. It goes against the trend of what a lot of TV shows do these days, which is they might there might be some sort of difficulty throughout the episode, but they will ultimately end on a good note. Yeah. Whereas a lot of a lot of the episodes within Black Mirror end on a terrible note, <laughs> somber note. Yeah. And yep. um, it's it's a strange feeling, but it's 
it's refreshing in its own way. Yeah, that's kind of good, isn't it? Because for as good as movies are and TV shows, like you ultimately kind of know where it's going to go. The good mm. guy's going to come out on top or, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be. It's nice that something goes against this. You go watch a movie starring um, Kevin Hart and The Rock mm. and even though they might get themselves into some trouble, you know at the very end they're going to be heroes. Absolutely. Um, not so much the case in this Black Mirror series. And you really are kept on your toes because some some endings are good, but um, mm, some are yeah. bad, so you can never tell. Yeah, very good. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Now, Beautiful. Well, I'll round out Entertainment Weekly with the movie. Um, a Martin Scorsese masterclass here mm-hmm. in the form of The Wolf of Wall Street. The, like the true story of um, stockbroker turned, I guess, criminal Jordan Belfort. Um, it just explains, goes into his life, um, the path he took from starting out on Wall Street to um, the kind of adventures that kind of put his life in a bit of a spiral. Um, yep. Yeah, there's some pretty hectic moments. I, I won't give them away too much, but he just went down the path of money and drugs and, yeah, wound up uh, not on the right side of things. He's since been sober 27 years, though. Yeah. Um, Good on him, but it's not only is it just an incredible movie in terms of comedy and the story, but this guy, I think some of his actual knowledge and wisdom in sales gets taken away because it's all been so glorified. Um, I'm a huge fan of you know listening to podcasts or reading books that feature him. His knowledge in sales is second to none, and just the art of you know. One of the one of the clips in the movie is "Sell Me This Pen," iconic. Mm. Um, yeah, and just his whole philosophy around people and different things is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, not a movie to watch with young ones. It's got the most swear words in a movie at five hundred and six, really? I believe. Jeez. Um, but yeah, huge, huge cast: Margot Robbie, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, it's really an incredible movie. Um, I'm guessing a lot of people have seen it, but... It's, I haven't. You haven't? And no, I haven't. That, well, no. there you go. Um, <laughs> even if you have seen it, it goes for nearly three hours or three, three hours, hours yeah. but it's well yeah. worth a watch, even if you have seen it. Um, and, yeah, I tell you what, anyone who wants to read the book, hit me up. The book's incredible as well. Yeah. And, yeah, really, really phenomenal, The Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Beautiful I fellas, like Entertainment Weekly there. We're an hour and 15 into the piece, just about. But, Lee, your song was? Again by Doris Day. TV show was The Mirror. Beautiful. Black Mirror. The, the Mirror. The Mirror. <laughs> I don't even mirror. know why I said The Mirror. <laughs> and uh. my movie was The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, it's been a long one. God, it has been. Longer than usual. Yeah, no, usually it's... round them out about 55 minutes. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? The basketball action decreases our... Content increases. Talk. <laughs> Talking absolute gibberish, but yep. that's okay. Uh, before we go, guys, um, I don't know. I feel like it's even though we missed last week, it's we. It's good to be back, kind yeah, of. I feel really good. It's um, we appreciate all the support that's been shown and everyone getting around our socials. 
Uh, make sure to keep doing so. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and our new TikTok account, which is going off. So, yeah, keep getting around them. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps and ensures you keep up to date when our latest episodes drop. And, uh, yeah, we, just before we came on air, we've got our first little bit of merch. We've pretty much set it up. Um, unfortunately, due to the current COVID-19 restrictions, um, Restrictions. They won't be delivered until after this all blows over. But yeah, just so you're all aware, things are coming. Big things on the way. Right at the end of the tunnel. Indeed. So that's something for everyone to look forward to. Uh, I think that's enough of my rambling. Shall we wrap her up, fellas? Yeah, wrap her up. This is uh, Lee signing out. Yeah, radio guys. See ya. Beautiful guys. Take care. Look after one another, and we'll hit you up again next week. Love you. Bye. Shout out to Daily Chip, that was true. You gon' have to go ahead and see what they know. That was all the time, it ain't no Roma City news. We gon' make it drop, 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 tie.